this year. You sound kind of uh, like a Fed right now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, hey, man, where are you working right now? What, what kind of guns do you have? What's uh, your social security number? So you scratch off the serial number, or how, how does that work? Or uh... <laughs> And you all have you got the bump stock. <laughs> and, for, and, for, and for the record, you you guys have tried to pay off public servants before, and you have belonged to that organization. Okay. And for the record, you were also tweeting about let's see mass shooters. Yesterday, so. Yo, yo, menace with that shit. That shit is crazy. <laughs> Wait, how'd you get past that ban though? When they banned you, how'd you do it? Man, so uh, Joe can tell you this is the third time that I've gotten suspended. No explanation. I literally go in, file an appeal, and like it could just pop right back. It took a but this time, it took literally 30 minutes. I was like, what the fuck? They were probably just like, yo, this, oh, oh, it's Mr. Menace? Oh, sorry. That's some, that was a mistake. <laughs> that was a total yeah, mistake. they let you back in clearly off the street for your post of life. Absolutely. Yeah, they were like, nah, 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 we're enjoying it. And I think about, like, I, I think about, yeah, just like all of the, all just like the, the golden classic shit posts. You have your, your afternoons where you're flooding the market, and I feel like that's the best camouflage. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, you can say there's a fine line between shit posts and spam right up to the edge too <laughs> you want to you want to be edging yeah. yeah you have to find a way to talk about shooting people without it being a threat <laughs> <laughs> So I'm at Slaboy T. Alright, this is uh, shit spouter 37. This is black.com pills. This is the Fed Post. Is this is this is this a is this a gif of a sniper talking and uh, directed at the post or the trans teenager that's being quoted? Is this is this an ironic three page manifesto? <laughs> Targeted harassment or general harassment? <laughs> yeah, actually, people a lot of people don't appreciate this, but. Uh, 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 Christopher Dorner is this generation of Andy Kaufman. <laughs> <laughs> commitment to the bit. It's top top tier. Oh, oh, unrivaled <laughs> commitment to the bit. To the grave, some say. <laughs> you guys should say your names. I'm a spicy boy, or actually I'm Himbo Spice at the moment. Uh, at he who is spicy. And your pronouns. <laughs> Eat an ass. <laughs> I'll have the posting menace at Mio My Apple Pie. My pronouns are fag slash retard. <laughs> I'm Joe. Uh, woke Mayo is my at, and uh, uh, pronouns I'm Italian. <laughs> I, think, I think this might be a good opportunity to bring up a question um, from before we were recording. You know, I think uh, one thing I really appreciate about uh, Mr. Oliver Bateman's Bateman's uh, mm. concept of the work the is work. Yeah, yeah. it's a fantastic critique of the absurdism that is Twitter. And I <laughs> yes. think that I think that both Ella or woke woke Mayo. No, you just call me Joe. Sorry, I dead I dead named you. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and Joe and what Menace do are also both uh, forms of Twitter absurdism. You know. 
not if I'm putting that in your mouth, of course, but I'm very curious about, you know, as, as much as you guys are willing to divulge, you know, sort of your hosting philosophy in that context. Um, and I want to catch it with, uh, Joe, your multiple admissions of you valuing people being nice to you and then determining who you associate yourself with. I think that's really good and is another good way to deal with uh, Twitter stuff. But just sort of those two things. So much these guys are willing to go on what they do first is they they kill a 40 of steel reserve and then oh, they take yeah. some ketamine and just let it flow um, I mean, you start off by getting in an argument with your friggin' wife <laughs> I thought, so believe it or not i'm doing this 100 percent sober all the time <laughs> god tier that's god tier posting yeah. that's crazy that's yeah, really I, 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 I don't really drink much yeah. uh yeah I, I, don't, I don't know i get in, in my time i did but uh now i'm i'm, I'm with menace on this one man like i i just yeah 99 of the time you see me i i am absolutely sober that's wild hey but, word up that's why i figured you guys were on some psychedelics and like nootropics i figured like you guys were doped up it would make me too powerful yeah, <laughs> yeah i can't imagine <laughs> those edits those photoshops are just at that point too much you turn them so quickly too jesus <laughs> oh yeah I mean, it's practice makes perfect, you know, and yeah. uh, I've been bored for a long time. It's, it's a really good thing I got this job. I, I don't know what I would be getting up to. If, if I were <laughs> to be no, I mean, you're asking about like, uh, like posting philosophy or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, uh, like, it's, it's not necessarily that I, 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 I am solely like, like, I will associate with whoever's nice to me. You know, there, there's obviously more constraints that go to it mm-hmm. into it than that. But like, I, I'm, I'm not holding grudges against anybody. Who's just generally nice to me and nice to the people that I care about, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, that's that's, I don't know. In a lot of respects, that's just uh, a path of least resistance, I guess. Yeah, I have the I have the opposite of uh, philosophy of Ella because uh, people were nice to me. The nicer they are, the I put them on lists. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I go ham on them. Fuck you. I, also, I'd, like, I'd like to reference earlier in the episode, CRK is the one that is not armed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah, armed. Good luck with your list there. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Just keeps getting longer. DM me the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is it? Was it you who had the photo of like just a gun and a whiskey whiskey glass? <laughs> no, that was Duber. That was Duber. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah no usually to like i don't know i guess maybe i'm just a cynical piece of shit but like usually when people are nice to me or too nice to me i'm like what the fuck does this guy want? yeah What's yeah, here? yeah. Like, something doesn't add up <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're damaged well, goods uh, there's a wise man uh from our government uh said trust verify I typically just say like these people are sick. So I just made the the classic hack mistake of doing a Trump impression. And I'm all, 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 yeah, I gotta cut that amazing. I gotta cut that shit out. We can't slander. Got TDS. Slav's a never Trumper. Neocon, and he's. he's <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm rebranding as hard like, resist. <laughs> the Lincoln Project type shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm an anti-Trump neocon. Yeah, he's retweeting a, a quote tweeting <laughs> a Lincoln Project like, oh, this shit is fire, bro. <laughs> Manus, what's your philosophy? So I'm kind of a mixture of what CRK was saying, Joe. So I'm very cynical of people being nice to me, but I also 
if you're willing to, you know, show you're with me, like support me, like I don't care if you're left wing, right wing, apolitical, like if you retweet like the post where I say like retard or like, you're with me. You're, so I kind of go off. That's, I think that's our concept of, of, of solidarity. I think that's what we've been talking about since the beginning. <laughs> We're laughing, but like, but like that, I literally operate on that same thing. Like, it's like, a, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like one of those things of like, if you get into like an argument with somebody politically that you don't know, and they like bring up like IQ distribution in a bell curve or something, you're like, oh, okay, like it's, it's a brother. Or, it's a white hotel. Right. <laughs> no, right. yeah, no, no, like you've, you've watched like a lot of, you know, like Dave Rubin or something. Mm. Uh, and then if somebody like brings up, I don't know, if somebody's like enough of a fag to say fuck around and find out or something, <laughs> like, you, know, you know this person's a born loser. But, uh, or if they're anyway. like, yo, you heard that episode of Pod Save America? Oof. <laughs> so and then of course you pay them for the blowjob and you see yourself out. <laughs> This is like the old guy moment or whatever. I have no clue what the Mark Cuban thing is from. Oh, it's uh, it's from Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah. You got Mr. Wonderful. You got Mark Cuban. Oh, you're deep uh, in the lore. <laughs> uh, that show is like a fucking nightmare. You know, they just like, it's, it's cringe as fuck. Like they just walk up and they're just like, oh, I have like a yoga mat that has like a water bottle built into it or something like that. <laughs> and they're like mad, excited, like hunky dory shit. <laughs> and Mark, Cuban's, Mark Cuban's like, nah, I'm out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> is this Simon Cowell just like, no, nah, no, nah, not for me, bro. I like, I actually, I actually went on the show with a sniper rifle to shoot my friggin' wife. And, uh, I, I got a, I got a little bit of uh, seed money from uh, Mark. Yeah, he was the only one that was really in. Laurie was like, "I'm out immediately." It's a hard pass. Oh, my idea: mass shootings, but more efficient. Mass shootings, but do it right. <laughs> <laughs> Bump stop. We gotta find a way to make mass shootings woke. <laughs> yeah. We gotta normalize them. That's what we gotta do. Guard, Guardian, Guardian article. It's time to talk about decolonizing mass shootings. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> True. There's not enough people of color in mass shootings. Yeah, there's not enough WOC uh, uh, mass shooters. What <laughs> Dorner though? I mean, mm. he was he was breaking the well, he, glass ceiling. He was a diversity hire, clearly. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess that Stephen Panic was kind of woke because we don't know his motive, but he gunned down a bunch of MAGA country music listening people. So that's pretty woke. I mean, that's pretty in line with what oh, Radlitz want. Is this uh, Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw recently. I saw uh, right wing Twitter like making another pass at that. I think like more information came out recently, mm. and like kind of doing another push to paint him as like a far left extremist kind of lone wolf i thought oh the agitators huh oh yeah i mean it's the work right Uh, (laughs) i mean i mean like genuinely though the marxist the extremists (laughs) (laughs) the agitators what they're saying he's far left uh yeah wow okay okay interesting yeah well he's got no motive so you can paint whatever the fuck you want on him he's the perfect uh blank canvas also, the like, the day, it doesn't mean anything. The whole thing's a CIA op, false flag operation. <laughs> <laughs> you should hit Zoe up so, on <laughs> so it's not really an unfounded accusation. No, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Like, I was like 90% like honest there. That was like only a little bit ironic. Yeah, the crisis actors. I'm Jones pilled. You know, Alex Jones is right about everything. It's like you said, CEO. She was right about everything. 
the frogs yeah, and shit, I, dude. I, I, yeah, the, other, the other day you were talking to us in private, COH, about how everything that, that Alex Jones says you fully endorse. Right. Yes, that, I mean, the right estrogen about. in the water supply. Uh, I don't know. The water turning your kids gay. That's why frog Twitter is so gay. Because they, they, you know, it's <laughs> the water supply. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, but counterpoint, you're black. So. <laughs> <laughs> there is Got him. Got him. <laughs> But you failed Wait a second. Black. <laughs> you ain't black. <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden's yeah, yeah, telling yeah, you. Not, I don't know what to believe. If Joe Biden says I'm not, I, I'm, I'm confused. I'm here. Just... Truly the two parties in our country. The two genders. I only, I only sincere stance with everyone that got Alex Jones deplatformed, life in prison. That's <laughs> I mean, they get the wall is what I prefer. Hey, I'm down with it. <laughs> Put them in a room, mass shooting time. Let's get it. <laughs> and then we have a nice discussion, the Oprah conversation. Oh, now, God, we have to talk out. about that shit, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. God, yeah. I don't know anything about this. All right, so the Oprah, th- so Oprah was saying that uh, all white people have white privilege, right? Like, Yeah, so essentially the premise of the show, it's called the Oprah conversation. Um, and it's like is Oprah... Is that similar to the Jewish question? I'd say for our modern day, it's a close equivalent. Sure. It runs parallel. It runs, so basically, it's, 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 it's the white privilege question is really what it is. Um, so it's the Oprah conversation. She's sitting uh, six feet apart on stage with her and some other people video FaceTiming other folks. And it's on, uh, I think, HBO Now. No, no, Apple TV. And essentially what she does is it's like a series and she's bringing people on to, quote, have the tough conversations. And so, like, from the clip, uh, from the preview, you got, like, one clip where she's talking to some dude that's just, like, seems like some regular white dude. And she's like, when is the moment that you knew that you were a racist? <laughs> and, then, and then there's, like, a couple moments where she's, like, getting, I read an article, and it's, like, she's getting into it with this guy. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, race is kind of, like, a construct that's used more so to divide us than anything. And, like, I don't think that white people specifically have privilege because they look at, there's poor white people and there's also, like, you who's Oprah, rich black people, blah, blah, blah. It's more so, like, a system that's keeping everybody down and we should discuss that instead. And she was like, yeah, but, like, at the end of the day, no matter where you are at on that line of power, at least you have your whiteness. Uh... And this is Oprah. It's Oprah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cringe to say the least. I didn't watch any. I don't even I know what that three. means. Yeah, I don't either, really. Because what, 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 can I can I cash that? Is that like a check that I can cash somewhere? Is that a? <laughs> it's a white reparations. I just, yeah, I mean, do, do I walk up at the the, the line in the grocery store and, and I got these groceries and I don't have any money and, uh, and I look at them and I go, yeah, but you know, point, just kind of point at my face. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like that. Uh, like do the skin thing, just like point to your arm up and down, like, like come on. Yeah, you know that Eddie Murphy <laughs> skit, the skit where he's like going around as a white person and like he goes to stores and he tries to pay for something and like they're like, what are you, what are you doing? You don't need to pay for this, like. You're, you're, you're one of us. No, no, it was, it was definitely Eddie Murphy, I think. But like, uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, that's, I figure that's how it works. But you know, I can only speculate from from my vantage. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just funny as fuck that it's Oprah of all people to to like convey that message when she's just like she had enough money to start her own TV channel, right? So that's a level of money that even like people that, that you know in your life that are pretty rich, they yeah. can't even dream of starting their own TV station. Well, so Oprah was on TV. She was talking about, quote, the caste system. She was like, the caste system that's, that's been in place uh, benefits white people, the current caste system that's been put into place. And I'm like, okay, let's, sure. Like, if you want to say, like, on a numbers thing and you want to break it down by a demographic, like, look at it just on paper, that may be 
the way that it's shaken down to be. But like, look at Oprah, who the system's actually set up to benefit her, who is someone who has billions of dollars in her own fucking TV show. Like, who has actually benefited in that scenario from the, quote, caste system that's set up, which is actually just capitalism? Who has benefited from that there? Oprah or this white dude on the TV that she's yelling at? That's probably just like your middle class guy like no i mean if they're talking about like at a certain point like if it and it does at a certain point if it just comes down to like uh just like implicit bias like just like like what runs through your head when you see like person a who happens to be white and person b who happens to be black and like the differences there like yeah no like that's always going to exist right what you do is you just throw in you know housing data from the last several decades and then you just basically like make it you you basically paint these as like interchangeable right um and i I mean yeah it's a it's a it's an ever-moving by design goalpost it's a fucking joke and and i mean i I mean oprah had to i mean maybe i'm i'm jumping ahead a little bit but like just like oprah oprah had to say this right because she's like she's like she has a like top position in right, you know, right, right. What, what people refer to as the Elite. as the cathedral. That's like that's what I'll say when I use uh, alt right terminology. Is I'll say what people refer to as um, <laughs> code switching. <laughs> yeah, I mean she's like she's. I mean it's got to be signed off by her, right? Because she's one of the leaders of the intelligentsia, and she's a cool lady. Yeah. Really, I'd say intelligentsia. She's just she's a, a very marketable brand. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like she. She was always like. I mean, she's vertically integrated, and right. I mean, she's she's. A, I mean, hell, she's also like working on like imperialist projects with her Oprah Winfrey like like orphanages all around the world. I mean, like in the, her own way, she's also like other than just through a media platform, she's like well, physically helping to perpetuate hegemony. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, when you're that rich, you're that's colonial. <laughs> colonial is when the whites do it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, she she always struck me as kind of like a psychopath, like like one of the elite. Oh, psychopaths. she's a sicko. She's a total <laughs> sicko. Bro. Not, yeah, you see her in like interviews or whatever. Like she's like a cold psychopath. Like she like dude, she's in pictures sticking her tongue down fucking Harvey Weinstein's uh, Weinstein's ears, dude. You well, you almost you almost did something problematic about. right there, Sheila. You, know, you got to be careful with the the Epstein's. You got to you know, don't want to get don't want to get Corbin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, he, you know, she's just, oh, I mean, yeah, aside from what Alex Jones, who, you know, was right ahead of all of us about the reptilians, <laughs> you know, aside from that, she just, in interviews and interactions, she just doesn't have human interaction. She just like, uh, like her being like uh, showing any emotions are very fucking forced, very robotic, like Hillary, like very robotic. Yeah, no, she's, she is like the best, like, case of adrenochrome use. Oh, yeah. Well, here's well, the thing, though. If you, if you, I don't know, I mean, I, this might be me showing my age, but the way she started out in the game was just doing trashy afternoon talk show stuff. And yeah, I, I remember talking like Jerry, Jerry Springer. Yeah, yep, yep. She did a Jerry Springer type of show, yeah. And like, but what, what, one of the things that made her so effective at that was that she was good at connecting with people because she, she had a pretty messed up childhood and, and she did not come from money. Like she has, you know, she is, is a rags to riches story. And so mm. she was really good at connecting with people on her show. Uh, on like like she, she could get them to talk about things in a, in a really like marketable way i shouldn't say effective in terms of like she wasn't helping them, but you know she was she was getting them to, to open up and stuff and then like it's clear that acquiring as much wealth as she has has made her has changed her as, as like disconnected her from yeah. what the rest of us think of as humanity yeah absolutely she you know i just see her like trying to egg on like guests and like try to make them cry for the camera and like it's very, I mean, it's very in line with the Jerry Springer thing, like trying to get something 
some type of human reaction that that people want to see you know from afar that don't have to actually they don't want to that's, that's that whole jerry springer trash talk show appeal is like you get to see people go through fucked up real life shit that you don't have to go through and you kind of feel a little bit better about your own life right if it bleeds it leads baby yeah a couple kids from my high school were actually on jerry springer it was pretty crazy they were in my grade it's real shit i had a friend yeah. who went on but he was a he was a dancer so it was for a bit uh, okay yeah, this was like the main couple of the episode. Damn. Yeah, yeah. It was some Alabama shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have a personal point of contention with Oprah myself. Uh, she, I lived in Telluride, Colorado, so that's a small ski town. Um, it's in southwest Colorado. It's a small, maybe 1,200 people live there year-round. Um, but I'd say there's like housing for like 6,000 people there, and they're all second, third, fourth homes owned by like the coastal elite that just come hang out there. Um, so Oprah, she actually had a house in Telluride, uh, where she would come pretty often. And so she had this huge fancy ass house, um, that was probably worth like, I don't know, probably 6 million or more dollars there. And so she decided she wanted to build a new house. Uh, so she bought a new plot. She is building a new house and she bought another house near the house that she's building there to overlook the building of the new house. So like housing in this county, most of the people that work and live there can't even live there because it's so fucking expensive because of people like that. And like, just because there's no housing available except for luxury apartments and condominiums and houses, and there's no like affordable housing. So all the people that actually work in the town are forced to go an hour away, 30 minutes away to live. Um, and yet Oprah's here with buying a house just to watch another house be built so that her other house she already yeah. has there that's not built yet can just sit empty that could probably house 30 fucking people if you're going by the size of like a house to the size of the studio apartments that they put two people into one room at that work at the ski resort it's fucking it's just like it's just gross gaudy shit inequality yeah. right next to each other it's like you see the richest fucking people that you could possibly see and then you see like like the person who's like an illegal immigrant that's having to like run when the ice raids come that's the house cleaner and that's like right. cleaning for like $14 an hour and they live like two and a half hours away and get blessed in it's like what yeah. the fuck but, but guys you know to be fair you know if, if homeless people moved in there it would it would negatively affect <laughs> the value property values yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah not to mention she's only there like what three days a year maybe right. no she she also like she's part of this whole uh neolib thing of like uh, siloing off, just like the therapy thing, the self care thing, like siloing off everybody's problems. Like the big, you know, everybody has to keep secret their own issues that go on that are causes externalities of capital. And she's just part of the whole thing of like, oh, you know, the big thing you can do is just uh, admit it on camera or whatever. That's it. You know, nothing beyond that, nothing about changing anything. Just like that alone is the catharsis that should be good enough. And like you get credit just for that. So she's, she's part of that whole like wave of like self care and like. Isn't Phil, Dr. Phil and all these motherfuckers, oh, like, they're all, like, uh, you know, like, uh, extensions of, of her network or whatever, like, it's all the yeah, same I mean, shit. I think I could be, I mean, I can't say, like, the, the, the absolute first, but I think it's probably safe to say that, like, the whole, like, lifestyle industry, yeah. as we see it today, was, like, probably authored by Oprah yep. in a big way, yep. right? Um, especially because like all of those cunts have basically the same fucking show it's yeah. just their own little specialty in lifestyle shit god like, now we got the ellen show too holy shit that's <laughs> yeah. and ellen obviously being the flavor for people that like to scream at uh, at fat interns 
yeah, all that lifestyle shit. I mean, even uh, Jordan Peterson is kind of an extension of that. Like these people who just like 100%. hell, 100%. Alex Jones is. Oh right, the the supplement. Yeah, a friend of mine bought yeah. one of his supplements, and I was like, dude, you, you don't you don't know, bro. You don't you don't know what's Wait, going actually, on. Actually, like like he bought it one like seriously. Yeah, yeah. Unironically, uh, it was not it was not a bit. I, I I thought it was a good bit, but it wasn't a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, like Rogan supplemented, he was 100% like, This is gonna help my brain. I was like, All right, <laughs> the brain supplements <laughs> from Joe Rogan, <laughs> it's just DMT. Yeah, it, it just gets you to be like, Yo, wait, could that be true? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to be not to give like a serious answer to that, but like, like, but but like, just like all of that stupid shit, like even just in the best case scenario, like, bro, just just take fucking vitamins and like make sure you eat a fucking yeah, eat some probiotics and prebiotics. And shit, like, be healthy, dude. Yeah, I've been in a, in a Wendy's parking lot for 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 three weeks straight, and I don't know why I feel like shit, and my everything's falling apart. Yeah, I've been streaming Alex Jones content for 24-7. Parking lot straight off my phone. Like my eyes hurt, my brain hurts. I don't know why. I need some supplements. Dude, I had a... Uh, what was it? I had a... Um, this is actually kind of funny. I had a job where my my manager... One time we were working together and a, and a customer came up to the front counter and like set his phone down and he was listening to this is actually fucking deranged now that i think about it he was listening to Infowars, and my manager <laughs> saw that he was listening to Infowars, and he like ordered him to get out of the shop wow um, and then, and then like, for the rest of the time he worked there like i i outstayed him so that uh, guy gets to wall your old manager gets to wall no doubt i mean besides <laughs> the manager okay, that's just the tip of the iceberg really but yeah no uh yeah, no. <laughs> what's this? Uh, what's this? Ellen DeGeneres shit you wanted to talk about? Coh, what happened with that? Ah, uh, she's just a sicko, dude. What do you mean? What happened? Uh, first of all, I mean it's Ellen DeGeneres. Take a look at her. She's fucking sick. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but second of all, she is <laughs> deeply, <sick>. deeply involved. <laughs> Deeply involved in the child cabal, the adrenochrome kind of thing. Oh. There's no doubt. I mean, she's on house arrest, bro. Look at her videos, dude. She's got the ankle monitors, on sweatpants. I mean, to her, Tom Hanks, that bitch, bro. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, they're all involved. That's what COVID's about. Uh, I know, CRK, I know that you're also a COVID truther. Absolutely. I think we're on two different waves. I oh, think. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You think it's to cover up economic collapse? I'm over here. It, it, it's all tied into Madeline. It's all tied into Oprah and Tommy. Those sick bastards. And Jeffrey Epstein. And Epstein. Yeah, yeah, Epstein. Oh, and, Har- and Harvey. You know, Harvey. The whole gang. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two they you guys two ever face Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> you guys ever see the old Ellen uh, sitcom? No. Hell, hell. It was uh, it was it was a trip, man. <laughs> I don't remember a damn thing about it except at some point she came out on the show, yeah. and then it was canceled like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to, I don't mean lesbian to, erasure. <laughs> I don't mean to uh, virtue signal, but uh, I have a lesbian sister, so oh. she was she was very this much into very gay. <laughs> 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 uh, so, so a lot of uh, I, I am I've been around and adjacent to a lot of Ellen DeGeneres uh, worship throughout the years. <laughs> oh, you're not kidding. You're serious. Oh, I'm abs- I was I was I was literally just about to say like, and I don't think that that phrase is actually nearly as hyperbolic as it sounds. Because no. that these like these these lifestyle brand people, which by the way, I wanted to make a point about something we were previously talking about about the right, which is just that, like the right 
built self-help into its like outreach program a few years ago and just it was so effective mm. we were talking about that a little bit and, mm-hmm. like, and like i think like the low time like 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 is you know the minimal level of engagement with that stuff is like the, the alex jones like push in pushing supplements and shit but yeah i mean you got your like gorilla mindset cernovich victory <laughs> anyways yeah exactly man 12 rules for life um uh yeah wait is it really 12 rules for life is that yeah. what it's yeah shit is? I have a Dude, fr- it's like dead ass just a 12-step program yeah my friend just like remarketed yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah i didn't even yeah i didn't even realize it but yeah my friend had bought yeah, that I mean, it's the funniest the funniest thing about it is just that like he's such an internet meme of just a personality that the 12 rules were like like they were conceived of in like a qora question board and so like and so like this entire book existed as just like a post on the internet first which i think is funny and 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 to be fair like there's a lot of like theory out there today that started out you know in similar forms but not on like quora or quora whatever wait you're being serious I'm completely serious. Really? Cure is that shit where you Google, you're like, uh, why does my cat's tongue look purple? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, like, this is all, and, and, this is, and then tying it back to my point, which is just that, like, this is all laughably pathetic and small, uh, really just because of, like, the diminishing returns of late capitalism right now. But, like, how, like, he's still basically the same fucking thing as all of these lifestyle grifters. No, exactly. About with Oprah. It's like the Oprah extended universe. And like, he was even on Dr. Oz, I think, to, like, tell. Really? Like de- depressed middle-aged white women that like their daughters were out of line or something. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that woman with the uh, clean your room thing? Like the uh, is that Asian woman who has a book about how to, how to tidy oh, Marie Kondo? Right, right, right. Yeah, I remember there's some memes Marge about like, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some like memes. Joseph Campbell with that shit. Yeah, like her and and Peterson together, like telling you to clean your room. Like, yeah, it really is like complete direct extensions yeah it just it just clicked with me now like yeah they really are she's like marie kondo is directly like reifying neoliberal individualism because she's like does this here product that you bought a long time ago that's now cluttering your room spark joy for you does it define who you are does it change your life oh gotcha gotcha so that, so otherwise toss it by something new right yeah yeah, yeah exactly. it's, it's the it's the it's the the buddhist consumerism mm kind of i mean i'm not saying that because she's asian i'm saying that because like <laughs> david foster wallace said but like it's a consumption as the uh, the spiritual act yeah um, i mean it's, um, she's the same as oprah and that they're like the perfect messengers because it's like if you talk shit it's like you're both racist and misogynist you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i mean like the, for real though like if you think about it like if i was gonna make like like a a like it's too small to say it would be like a propaganda campaign but like if i was going to make like a media project let's say right like and i was going to have a figurehead which like definitely i think probably helps with brand building like i would choose a woman like you do that right that's what you do well that's why we're going to get a woc uh, vice president you know that's why we're, we're guaranteed that unless it's gretchen or whoever the fuck but like you know it's a perfect vehicle Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and then they'll just. I think pop it, off. it really depends on, on who you're selling to, though. What do you mean by uh, that? Well, I mean, so like, if I, if I'm choosing a like, what you, brand ambassador or, or brand representative, I, I'm. It, it really depends on on like what I'm selling them. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not I'm not gonna like I don't think, think Viagra should be sold by Goldie Hawn. But like, no, I do. I, I agree with that. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were anti. I thought you were no, sex negative. Nope. You talk me into it. I'm, I'm, hey. I'm on board now. No, that's that's fantastic. Hey. I'm into it. 
yeah, I think somebody that like you want to fuck should be selling you Viagra. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's actually what if it what if like there was a Viagra like campaign that was just like a super hot near like, a tangent. Mm. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's near. <laughs> All right, I got right after that. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, it's Tulsi Gabbard. She's like, well, actually, Viagra is super cool. Tulsi, wish uh, Michael Tracy happy birthday. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. yeah. That's it. Jackie <laughs> Kennedy should. This was the this was the post where he's like, oh, I don't identify as having this birthday, but there's a <laughs> spectrum of birthdays. Ooh, like, yo, M. Tracy, I, I, man, I, what the oof, hot take. Our, our boy straight boomer <laughs> <laughs> yeah people got so tied up that. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland non-birthday shit happy unbirthday like, come on dude <laughs> that's just like straight up Michael Tracy shit. like I mean I saw that I was not even remotely like surprised I was like word okay yeah sounds about right but I was a little surprised I was amazed that. to learn that he is younger than I am how is he <laughs> He's like 31, isn't he? Yeah, he's 31 or maybe 32 if his birthday was yesterday. He's <laughs> 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 a year older than me. And I'm like, come on, man. Why do you look like that? <laughs> he does seem a little young. He does seem like uh, contrary. I mean, yeah, I know it's like, it's like a cheap throw throwaway insult for everybody who's like, you know, not conventionally left lib in poll. It's just to say you're, we're contrarian or whatever, but he, he actually... I think he actually... No, he actually yeah. does seem like he's just contrarian and he happens to be right half the time because of that, because everyone's retarded, so... I think the thing of it is, I think the thing of it is, is that, like, Michael Tracy's, yeah, kind of just a basic bitch a little bit. <laughs> I, I think I think that, like, the credit that's due to him, which, like, I like some of the shit, is really just by virtue of the fact that, like, he's occupying a pretty good space in the field where he does cover some interesting shit sometimes. So, like, some of his posts, and, like, I've read a few of his articles that I did I did like, but, like, that's more just the position, the brand, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. He, he's cracked the code for, for how to get people to, to to read him and pay attention to him, and, that, and that's just, you know... Yeah. Uh, it's just, just, just it flying in the face of whatever the thing is, you know, whatever the thing at the moment is. It's like, no, I don't like that thing. That that thing, right. it sucks. Right, and right, like, right. And that's that that he cracked the code, and yeah. he's able to do that in such an abrasive way, which is a skill. I I will not deny that. But he's well, able he comes to be, off as a, as a genuine asshole. Like he comes exactly. off grumpy all the time, and he's able to be abrasive in a truly amazing way. And I I mean I respect that aspect of it. I I don't even know what he thinks. I don't care. I I, I don't follow any of this crap anymore. I'm just, uh, mm. yeah, but but I will say I'm impressed at just the, the incredible spectrum of people that he is able to anger and still have a job. It's very true. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the thing. It's so funny. Like the people, like Tracy, Amy, like people think they're owning them, screenshotting them, quote tweeting them. I'm like, you're making them right. Have, like they're only important because you're mad at them. Right. So mm-hmm. right. You're getting. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's all. No, yeah, they're, I mean, they're giving them the gas. Like that's why they. That's why we're talking about them. It's like mostly all for that. If anything, it's just how much hate yeah, they get. And this, like, in this trick right here, is like, you know, that's that's like one of the reasons, you know, why Trump is, you know, the man on top so frequently. True. It's, it's just because, like, the second you just like be able to just get that emotional distance to be like, all right, like, people are mad at me, and like, I'm just gonna think about the utility of that. <laughs> uh, and yeah. how to like wind people up then like yeah i mean i mean it's like the enemy of my enemies my friend like if someone you fucking hate is mad at somebody you're like oh i must i must i'll probably like the person they're mad at right right 
Yeah, and it, it yeah, it's it's definitely just a, a good strategy that Trump always deploys. Where it's just like, I mean, because nowadays, if, if especially if you get canceled or whatever, like people profusely apologetic and just hedging the fuck away, like you know, as the goalposts move on what's woke, like they just you know, everybody's so scared to death and like you know, moving how public opinion wants them to move. And if you're just somebody who's just like, no, I don't, I don't give a fuck about any of that. Actually, that clicks with a lot of people like viscerally just because they're just like, oh, thank God, some like some respite, like, oh, somebody who's just not just, you know, cowering all the time to social pressure, you know, that's, that's why it's got yeah, more I mean, power I think, now. I think that people are just all, like, really hungry for, like, a place where they can just relax and not have to be on guard and try. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I actually, I was watching the NBA this past uh, week because they just reopened up uh, down in the bubble. And so I was watching and they had the post-game show or the halftime show and they had like Shaq on, they had Charles Barkley and they obviously opened up going into like talking about COVID, about Black Lives Matter and stuff. But then I heard Charles Barkley give like some strikingly good material analysis actually. <laughs> like Charles like, Barkley? You wouldn't, Charles Barkley. Really? <laughs> he's like, he's from, he's from Leeds, Alabama, which is like right next to where I grew up. Mm. I actually wrestled at the high school that he like built the gym for and stuff like that. Um, so like he knows like like poverty and like he still lives in alabama in like that area like Mm. so he is anyways he was talking and like everyone was like yeah like it's good that they're putting like black lives matter on the back of their jersey or like everyone's kneeling for the anthem or whatever Uh, but he was like but it's you also got to realize that like a lot of people that are watching this they don't want to be reminded about how horrible like they're going through the worst pandemic of their lives as well. And they lost their jobs. They don't know where their food's going to be coming from. They don't know if they're going to be getting their unemployment extended and they just want to watch some basketball. And like, you know, they don't, you know, nothing that you're going to say here is actually going to change, especially if it's not performative and every team kneeling, playing the national anthem just so people can kneel for it type shit. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, you know, most of these people, they don't need to be reminded about the pandemic and about all of like what's going on because that's what their lived reality is. Mm-hmm. And like, he was like just kind of dropping like actual, like he was just talking about like how people are about to be evicted, how there's so much like housing, like instability and stuff like shit that I wouldn't even hear like on actual news or anything. And then I was like, wow, this is actually strikingly good for like Charles fucking Barkley. <laughs> like, no, yeah, that is, I would not expect that at all. It's very weird. And it's just like exactly what you were saying. Like a lot of the people are just kind of looking for like a respite, like especially people who are dealing with this shit every fucking single day. They don't want to go on TV and see like the richest NBA player talking about, we got to get shit figured out guys. Yo. They're in the bubble protected from the pandemic. Like right. that, that's not what they need to hear. Cause that they just want to see those people do the thing that they're watching them do. That's why I'm saying like, that's, and it's that like Biden Barad doesn't fucking yeah. slap. That shit does that not shit. slap. Cause it's like, we'll die on this hill. People. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Cause people, I feel like people see that shit and like, they're just like, what the fuck? Like you, what the fuck? Like you're in this car. Like, yo, I, I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow. I don't know where I'm going to yeah, be I, next week. Like, like I, I, I think, think I can actually tie this car like that. Like what yeah. the fuck? Like, <laughs> I think I can still tie this. I think I can tie this back to what my response was going to be to that previous point, which is just that like, and this is something that we all kind of love to shit on, which is the whole, like the part, the uh, change, change in our futuristic world is all participatory. And like, if you just like put a dollar in the charity right. cup at, at when at check, out um i mean that's just you know that can represent the whole thing like you guys get what i'm saying like how how that 
it, those are the answers that we're given and we're not allowed to, to do anything greater. I mean, I mean the, the, the idea that we could do anything greater is just what Bernie was put forward as a vehicle to absorb into the narrative. But like, um, anyways, but point is, um, just the idea that like, God, there's so many responsibilities the modern man must factor in and I got to be ethical in all these different ways and how I think and how I behave and who I fuck and what I buy. <laughs> and like the first person to just come by and be like, hey man, like you can just like take her easy uh is is gonna help him right and so trump you know just like calling liz warren pocahontas and it's great and i think that and i think that yeah with the biden car ad like i mean i don't have fucking statistics in front of me i don't know how people reacted but i do think that there's something genuinely to just being like nah man like that video really was just like an old man just like being kind of endearing with a cool car and like cool cars are just like neat and like it was just fun and like and like to be the person that's like well class analysis of it like this is absurd is like is still the annoying person in the room that like most people are going to be like all right like yeah you're not wrong you're just an asshole sure yeah Yeah. like now's not the time to put that ad out i feel like i mean like i'm not gonna be like well dude he's lacking class analysis because always fucking biden's lacking class analysis dude he's a lib but like i i don't think that that like as far as the strategic move to try to play to a voter base especially like the voter base that is going to be kind of lethargic to begin with i don't think just throwing out nostalgic ads about an old dude's favorite car is gonna like get people into voting spirit. yeah i don't like, right now they could have put like footage of like whatever the fuck they wanted to do and like people like talk about housing but, like as far as effective policy like i don't really care what he talks about because like i know it's not going to actually turn into any material change or anything positive right. like but like as far as if i was joe biden's campaign team i would look at that ad and be like you know what maybe we should wait a few months on this guy yeah or, like maybe we should put that out like before this mess happened i don't and scrap it now yeah like, i don't think you need like a, a strong class now i think in our world like the twitter world like that's what we'll be debating like oh who's out nerd and who but like i don't think you need a class analysis if you're just like uh, you know you're not sure if you're if you're dealing with an eviction like lawsuit or whatever i don't think you need a class analysis to be like yo this is bullshit what the fuck is like oh like what the fuck i don't give a fuck about your car meanwhile trump is signing a fucking executive order that's gonna continue the eviction freezes like that shit is gonna ring off more to them because he's just talking about shit that's actually happening and it involves people like that aren't just Joe Biden. Like, well, he, more like importantly, he's talking about giving people money. That's what I mean. Yeah, like he's talking about shit that's See? actually going on in the real world and not just like, oh, well, Joe Biden has a nice car and he's having fun. Like, well, See, he can drive a I car think, and ride a bike. Right. Right. I, I think I think the Biden thing. I think the car ad is actually very savvy. Uh, now, now keep in mind, I'm a moron, but <laughs> what he's doing. Hey, hey none, none, none of the negativity. <laughs> uh, he's, he's selling a feeling though you know like yes. and, and that that's what that that ad is about it's it's about selling a feeling i mean that's always what advertising is right you're selling sure. it you're, you're trying to get, get people to, to, to buy a feeling uh and, and that's what he's doing with that and, and it's a feeling that that yeah for anyone under the age of maybe like 60 that ad is, is very alienating but that that's not really who, who's going to drive this election i don't think like it's it's about like can you capture enough of the boomers to cut into Trump's lead, and I think Biden can because he's one of them. He's just a different kind of one of them, and he's much more relatable than, than Hillary was. But will those so, boomers risk their lives in the pandemic to go out and vote for Joe Biden? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I don't think I don't think people realize the death drive of a lot of the boomers. I don't I don't think people really appreciate like. Like, yeah, there, there are some that are very cautious and very safe and stuff like that. But there are a lot of people in that generation that are just like dead set on going out and doing whatever they want 
and and throwing caution to the wind to, to a great extent. I think they'll absolutely come out and vote for whoever. I, I don't know which one they'll go out for more, but like, I think I think they will come out and vote. Yeah. Also, to, also, to be, also to be fair, like, you know, mail in ballots to, to touch on that. But, but also like all these normies fucking thought like a few months ago that like masks didn't even work and now they're like one of their holy fetishes you know so like i don't know just like tell them that like coronavirus is was like caused by like cheeto man's bad fart or something and then they'll just like go out and like corona's over just go outside it's fine yeah but i don't, they I don't do think that. that's gonna happen but like yeah, exactly yeah i know but like they're easily swayed is what i'm saying i mean i think boomer libs really believe that like biden's president that coronavirus will be under control so their lives to do it i agree yeah, i agree I, that the boomer lives feel that way i just don't think there's as many of them as uh like regular people and i don't think regular people like joe biden or the democrats i think the silent majority thing that the uh, far right talks about i 100 percent believe that i think they have the silent majority i think they've got the real numbers i think trump signs this executive order to extend ui eviction freezes he's what he's cutting prescription drug prices he's doing all this like leftist shit like economic leftist shit like this is what actually affects people's lives on a day-to-day basis not this fantasy aesthetic like oh this thing gives me nostalgia or i like this car like these things don't have any like real impact and people most people aren't even watching tv anymore like these things are old these these tactics worked in the 90s maybe not now like nobody nobody's on that anymore people got real shit to deal with and like they you know trump's actually gonna help them he's actually working to actively help their their lives you know and the democrats don't do any of that they don't do any do nothing democrat thing they do literally nothing so I don't think I people they stand right in the way of it. Right. Well, they obstruct. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're going to sue him now for this executive order. Like they're they're amazing. They don't resonate with anybody. Nobody's going to be like, yo, I need to get these guys. In. And the people who do feel that way, they're not the majority. They're a small group. My weight is on the neocons that went Republican to Democrat still. And I think that in the same way that Joe's describing about how it appeals to boomers, I think I think this ad, the ad appeals to them in the same kind of way where it's more selling, uh, you know, a sentiment which is definitely contrasted against Trump and you know I think this would aid in securing that demo as well and that's that's what I think matters most and that's why I think Democrats are you know Joe Biden is like out. the Dems to make America great again like he's like yes. make America right, right 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 like he's like yeah. let's look at this car like things could have been better look at this nostalgia yeah. from your past and I think and I see that are on I definitely that see because... that like from oh, sorry. from what Joe is saying I get that like also looking at it materially it's like what happened that same within a couple of days of that car ad is this Trump thing and although it is good on the slick and it's giving people benefits and speaking to people who like are working and younger people who might not actually vote at the same time the same articles are coming out there saying well actually going to cut social security uh this right. is going to ruin like shit that boomers care about more so because like we already know we're not going to have social fucking security when we're an adult but, like boomers are like they are on that shit now so so with optics of that being side by side i definitely see like like, i mean it's a wise play to try to go like that's definitely gonna play well with the boomers and with the more like older conservative right that you're talking about that that might switch to joe biden or another trumper type of people um so i can see it from both angles now but spicy i didn't mean to cut you off there so no i think joe was gonna say that oh it was joe my bad joe i didn't mean to cut you off they're not all the same, C-O-H, you, you racist white hotel. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. They're all north of us in the southern Europe. We've got a whole different thing going. I got a couple, I got a couple percentage points on that island. I got, the one, I got a one letter on the past. We're trying to silence Italian voices. Yeah, exactly. I can say, mm. All right, all right. Don't worry about it. Well, I mean, we shouldn't talk too much about the 
uh, electoral thing. I mean, you know, we we will. There's only one way to find out what what actually happens. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it more. Yeah, you got to around if you want to find out. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh man, Jesus <laughs> Christ! What a True. nightmare. God, I'm so yeah, fucking embarrassed that I was a Bernie supporter. Like all that shit, just like, oh god. The cringe. Oh, it's, it's fine. Like I don't think there's any embarrassment. Yeah, no. I'm embarrassed. I'm completely yeah, embarrassed. Good try. Well, yeah, but like while we were supporting him, like like the like that was before he was like mind melded into the monster from the thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, even when even when I supported him, I knew that like he was just another social democrat that's just going to kick the can further down. But I was like, yeah, maybe I'll get health care, and so will like some people I care about. So at that time, I like I still think that there's some like I don't know. It's not something to be ashamed of. I mean, that's just wanting better material circumstances for the people that are around you right this minute which crk that's what you're always talking about with your economic change which is why i'm maga now or cag uh yeah, yeah right yeah you're a chud now yeah i'm total chud uh, yeah, so the uh, so the the social security thing is interesting um because um so so it's a little bit more there's like one extra step to it than it just being cut and dry like cutting social security oh sure it, it's the um well like as, as always is but but it is like a, a detail that i think is interesting to think about and it and it also leads to like my what i think is the funniest part of like the last couple of days of the news cycle so it's him deferring uh payroll tax which is where uh social security i you know I, I honestly before this maybe this is embarrassing i honestly didn't know this before this week uh but that's that's where it's funded right Whoa, which i mean yeah, well, well i mean i understand that it's taken out of my paycheck etc but like i didn't know that it was so um concentrated just directly right? okay yeah exactly um and uh i mean if you think about it, i mean that's kind of stressful to think it's yeah no doubt. consolidated right um and so he's 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 cutting it or he's he's putting a stay on it right now um and he says uh you know, there will be back pay unless, of course, I am reelected. Then I'll just forgive all of that. Uh, and then it'll yep. just be in it. It'll just be permanent. Right. Um, and I think Being. we talked about this like brief. I know. No, exactly. Right. Absolute like I just masterclass just <laughs> dealing and dealing. I love it, dude. I love it. Like it's it's, it's kingfish shit. Um, but yeah, it also, you know, kind of sucks at the same time, though. <laughs> at the same time, though. That's the caveat of everything Trump does. You're like, yeah, but ah, it fucking sucks. But like, yeah. Exactly, right? Um, what was the thing? Else? He's the harm reduction. <laughs> um, it, does, it does make me wonder if this, if I am missing something um, be, because cause you would wonder, you know, well, I think a lot of his base is older, right? And so, like, you know, w- w- wouldn't this hurt his numbers as well? Um, and so, like, what is the play with Social Security? Um, because, again, like, he, he himself is not saying this. Um, it is uh, rightfully, like, deduced by the media and everything. But, like, what is his angle on it? Like, well, what is he going to say? Uh, and, like, I don't know, maybe he'll just do, like, the Trump response and just, like, no. He'll just, I'll like, say yeah, he'll just be, like, be it's fake news. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, no, that's just, like, not what's going on. And they'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe year, I mean, term two, maybe you just don't even need to fucking worry about it. Maybe I'm giving way too much credit right now. I'm sure there's a buffer yeah. built in in Social Security. Like, I doubt it's going straight directly from my paycheck right into some boomer's pocket the next week. So, like, there's enough time that, like, it probably won't show until the election or at least that 
like anything that might actually happen. So it's going to be on the level of like where he can be like, well, actually, no, that's not true because it's not going to maybe come down the pipe. I don't really know for sure. That's just what I assume. I think what he's what he's likely going to do is uh, they'll, they'll they'll massage the numbers so that uh, it will be uninterrupted. Social Security uninterrupted for all the senior citizens and probably everyone over the age of like 55 and then just completely gutted for everyone under that age. And, and I'm sure they have ways of doing that. Right. You just distract people by just being like, look at the food in front of you. We're going to be eating forever. Yep. Right. OK. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that is always the X factor with a lot of these things, especially like electorally. It's just being like, how much is this just like cashing in on the fact that like the American public is just like a, a battered wife. <laughs> and they'll, Absolutely. They'll just fucking, they'll just fucking listen. They'll be the dudes in like uh, No Country for Old Men that just like let Anton Chigurh just like put the hydraulic thing up to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah I, yeah, I feel like people will want immediate relief uh, and uh, worry about tomorrow later. Cause that's just how capitalism has existed for as long as it has. And that kind of trickled down. That, that mentality has trickled down everybody. The neo-Marxists want to fucking destroy our country, right? <laughs> not, I mean, tomorrow's not even a certain thing. That's true. But uh, yeah, I guess aside from the nerd-ass electoral shit is uh, the cancellation shit we should probably talk mm-hmm. about. Um, I guess just to see where if you if you guys have experiences with that, I'm sure you guys have. Like, man, is you? I feel like you with the shit you post, you must get like canceled every fucking day, right? Like, Uncancelable. I don't. How do you do it? You just put that canceled. Trump that Trump gif, the Trump Lebron gif, and you just off the hook. Like, how does that work? Like, <laughs> so at this point, most of the people that have like tried have blocked me or have just realized that it's not gonna matter that I'm not gonna apologize because you're making <laughs> care. Yeah. I mean, JoJo, because the thing is, you lose when you apologize. Absolutely. I'm not going to apologize. That's right. Absolutely. So, I mean, Joe, Joe's seen all the screenshots of me and all that bullshit. I mean, you know, the, the you know, people calling around about the retard, saying retard discourse. And the one time I'm not proud of necessarily. <laughs> some kid was like, it's just chain for my birthday and I typed an E and I was like I probably shouldn't have done that and a bunch of people <laughs> screenshot <laughs> I probably that's not really my my bag you know but, you know I'm not going to apologize if people want to get mad it's just I'm just going to run with it and you know people that know me know me I, I think that's kind of yeah. what happened is that people know that while I post problematic things, I'm a nice dude. If you reply to me, I'm going to reply back. I'm going to retweet you. I'm going to, you know, yeah. I, I don't judge people. So I think that I've, I've kind of collected followers that know I won't judge them. So they don't judge me. Right, you know? right, right, right. And right. if you're collecting followers based off of the tweets that are getting people mad in the first place, those followers aren't going to give a fuck about people getting mad because like that's yeah. what they're there for is that juice. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to be honest, I sometimes say things that I don't even really want to just to kind of trim the fat to make yeah, people would hold me. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny the, the the story the menace was just telling about the, the, the chain where he typed the E in there. Uh it was right around that time. I've been hanging out with him online, I don't know, like a month or two. Uh maybe even a little bit longer than that. Mm. But I just posted some. I was, I was just feeling very warm and fuzzy towards him, and I posted something like, "This is a really nice guy. If you're looking for a nice guy to hang out with, this is the dude." And uh, and 
uh, a former compadre of mine uh, who, who went to cancel land against me, uh, uh, she, she posted a screenshot of me saying that and then of, of, of menace in his chain of uh, letters and uh, Oof. and just put it side by side like, oh, what's this all about? And I was like, you know what? He's a good boy. I like it. Oh, uh, but then there was, uh, I said something like, girls will go, girls will go go down another girl just so they can call you a fag online and that <laughs> girl said this is this is an absolute detriment to the left and i was like the left <laughs> the shit what i have to say but also that's so true it's so true man it's like <laughs> the bisexuals man they're after us <laughs> i mean those there's stigmas for your imagination they are not real bisexuality it just it's not real or if it is i just don't get it pick a side you know are you doing erasure right now it's crazy <laughs> you're trying to erase these people john wick style <laughs> it's a new hobby that i've been picking up i like to paint miniatures and i like to erase yeah that world of, of like cancellation though is uh it is absolutely wild uh and and it's uh so there was a time when i was much more active in the uh, sort of rad lib circles and uh, and I was in a bunch of the chats and stuff, and uh, and I'm not going to give any you know, nah. specifics or anything, but uh, particularly not in any names or anything like that to make that clear. But no, we're not. Cops. There's a whole subculture in that stuff of like, of, uh, it, it it reminds me of the Epstein thing in that it's like. Uh, uh, one one theory of Epstein is is that it's it's about providing blackmail material, and everybody's in on it, and and once you're in on it then you can be trusted by the, all, all the other people that are in on it. Mm. And it's the same thing with horny stuff in, in these chats that like, uh, like you can work your way into deeper and deeper levels of, of, of these weird group chats by like giving them uh, a blackmailable, not even blackmailable material really, but like by implicating yourself as like, Oh, I'm one of the horny ones, mm. you know? And so like, by, by being like, oh, that's a hot, you know, you're hot or, or that's a hot thing. I don't know if you can tell I, I wasn't exactly participatory in this yeah. kind of thing. Or if, like, but, you uh, say something transphobic, CRK adds you to the chat. That's right. That's right. But yeah, and, and it's, it's wild because then what they, they do, they all have screenshots of that stuff that they set aside. And, and if you step out of line or if they just get bored or whatever, I don't, I don't even know necessarily the circumstances that they'll, they'll need, but they all keep that stuff filed away. They got, they got folders and folders. Oh. And if, yeah, if you step out of line. All of a sudden, business on the timeline, and and that, but that's the thing. It's 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 both that they have it, and that in order to work your way into the, like the, the tighter social circles, you have to expose. You have, you have to give them something to hold over you, almost, yes. or you have to be extremely cool. Yeah, I mean, some mob shit, some cabal shit. You got to put some blood in. Yeah, you got to yeah. give. You got to show some dirt. And everybody's got. I don't see. It. Huh? I don't see how people have that. Like, how do you have pictures of screenshots and shit? Like, I'm looking for like my Mark Cuban GIF I saved two days ago, and I can't <laughs> fucking find. Like, where, where is it? I had to Google it and resave it again. Like, there are forty Mark Cubans in my phone. So <laughs> there are people that are monitoring other people's faves on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. There are people that that will go through and 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 screenshot a person. Like, it's it's usually people in particular that they they are uh, particularly they, they hold a lot of ire towards. But uh, I remember one time uh amy got canceled uh because well, which time? <laughs> well one time yeah right but it was because she but this time was because she faved a, a post that was pretty innocuous uh but it was posted by a guy who was i guess a, a stormfront adjacent person or something like that and the mm. people came from it was like dude it, it, she didn't even 
she didn't like platform this thing you know it was just that she clicked the fave button but yeah there are people that, that screenshot and they have file I'm, I'm not kidding they have folders like on their computers and, and devices and stuff true. with subfolders about like all this stuff and they tag it and everything I'm, it's FBI yeah. shit I FBI who posts shit I just favorite shit I'm just throwing it around loosely yeah. like, I see a good post I'm it. tossing the fave you're a groiper or whatever yeah, we, I'm not looking at your profile yeah so yep. hit a like well, that, was, that was the thing is they were like oh yeah you should have clicked on the profile before you clicked the fave <laughs> Oh like, my god. That's, that's right. insane. That's yeah, that's actually platform. Do. That was like, if I clicked on it, maybe I would have become a groiper. <laughs> you know, right. under your logic. So like what the fuck? Well, <laughs> like think about think about this in context just like earlier, like my point about you know, put a dollar in the charity thing at checkout, right? Like yep. the very like like uh, utopia in our time it will need to be each person toiling away as opposed to yep. any like like this is um this is kind of like an end result of that right like it's oh, absolutely it's it's everybody you know it's a de- it's a decentralized uh bureau of thought control right it's, absolutely yeah I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean I, I think about i think about like i mean just irl relationships and everything like I i think there is something to be said for like there's the danger of maybe emotional vulnerability or you're revealing Mm -hmm. yourself to people as you get to know them right right the difference is it reminds me of like uh reminds me of like bill pullman in uh, lost highway where he says like i don't like to have pictures or videos taken because i just like the memory right like this fleeting thing yeah right like i mean by 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 just the nature of like my relationship with all you guys like i kind of made a joke earlier before we started recording but like all of this is recorded at all times always (laughs) and so like like if you had a record and i mean we're closer to it than any other generation by like leaps and bounds but like if you had a record of like every single thing any of like your ex-girlfriends ever said out loud to you like Mm -hmm. you can there's yeah you can ruin everyone's life absolutely um and and these people you know like it's been said like the left isn't a political movement the left is just a subculture in a lot of ways and like this is a subculture that self-selects for people that you know <laughs> like we, yeah i mean we, what was that there are people with way people too much free abhorrent. time I'm sorry yeah people with too much free time and people that are abhorrent and like and are and are yeah i mean i mean you know if they were able to connect with others in a healthy way they wouldn't be doing it online exactly that wouldn't be their sole means of emotional and social support yeah, yeah. online yeah you so, know what because they're I not mean, present company it, excluded obviously i think we all have real life like like relationships and connections and stuff but there are people who really the, if you're looking at face on twitter tool, you don't yeah, exactly right. exactly thank you that's right. a slam and dunk I, right there I, and I it's also like it's like building towards like this is going to sound crazy and be some like normie live shit but like so for instance there's a Black Mirror episode uh, which is the most show sucks but I saw it a few years what, ago when it, it first came out just, just, just own it just own it that is a live don't get to <laughs> don't get to have a copyright on referencing <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah so I'm going to go ahead and reference the pop culture so there's a Black Mirror episode where there's like essentially a social credit system where like people are going around and like she's trying to get in a car and like she has to use her phone to get into this taxi or whatever and like instead of like her uber lift rating it looks at like what her like just people around have said about her right and then it'll be like it's kind of like almost you could think about like high school like brownie points mm-hmm. getting into social it, credit thing. it's like in china but it's social credit yeah, yeah. so yeah. and it's like people it's like people just actively working on doing that functionally here before we even have that in place right so it's almost it's just like that's just a prototype for oh yeah like, 
for so, our social credit system, especially once like, absolutely. I mean, you could say that we're moving towards a cashless society. That's one of the like psyops and like one of the conspiracies out there right now. Cause like the fact that there's a coin shortage and everything, um, yeah. is that like, and that the COVID is making people not want to deal with bills and stuff. So it's pushing people more towards a completely cashless society. So if we're moving on to something like that, then you could see how easily social credit could be working through that. Um, like just like already how we have regular credit. Um, I don't know, man. It's so, just, it's just fucked. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and this stuff is, is like the ultimate in alienation too. Uh-huh. It's, it's this, yeah. it's not just that you're right. in competition with other people in real life. And it's not just that there's constant competition and, and, and distance from others in like, even in just being online, it's, it's that you, everybody, even people that you ostensibly are, are friendly with and associated with and, and, you know, like connected with that they are also people that you're in competition with and that, that you have to make sure because because they they probably are taking taking screenshots of what you're saying right, right. You better have something on them as well absolutely and they better make sure that they say something horny yeah, that's <laughs> like you and, say that you're horny that that's you like me and, tell, oh yeah well i see you be horny too <laughs> that's me and Minis calling each other queers on the timeline that's us in competition <laughs> yeah i just want to hop in real quick I, you know i think i for me i tie this back to what we were talking about um with my question at the beginning um i had notes i actually got put on the door today at work so i was thinking a lot about dehumanization but i don't have them in front of me but uh, you know pretty much like I, I, in my time on Twitter, have found that it's, you know, extremely retarded and incredibly dumb because it's Twitter, I feel like, equips everybody with the tools for dehumanization. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. A lot of the behavior that we're talking about, I think, on the most part, is just sort of people behaving as Twitter will lead them to behave. And there are a few, like, mm-hmm. sick fans who are, like, just, you know, pathologically looking to ruin lives, which is atrocious. And, you know, Ellie, you've, you've commented on a few individuals who are Mm -hmm. particularly like that. But, you know, I think if I were to sort of draw it to, I I was just in a Twitter thread um, that CRK and Slav were in just before this, where, you know, conversations just so quickly and easily devolve into these very, like, combative, antagonistic exchanges. And there's always, I feel like, the looming threat of the quote tweet which just signal boosts for, you know, a rate of sorts. And I feel like a lot of the behavior that comes from Twitter is just people taking anything that's slightly serious and running with the tools. And I think sort of my interest in the Twitter absurdism and then on the other half sort of Twitter bliss posting is I feel like it's really the only proper way to use Twitter. I think a lot of the people who are using it politically just you inevitably end up getting in these really like toxic Oh, it's going to exchange brain. Yeah, it completely fries you. But I feel like people don't really recognize it when they do it themselves just because that's how Twitter, you know, it's what Twitter produces. But every single exchange that looks like that, it's just like, you know, it's a complete headache. And it's like, why are we, why are we doing this? You know, not that this is why it was a waste, but (laughs) Paul Giamatti's face on on a gigantic baby and you post (laughs) that at them. That's why you do this because it makes you happy. And I don't think it's going to make them unhappy in in the same way at least as if you outright argued with them mm-hmm. like at the yeah. very least they know now like okay i can ignore this guy he's insane yes. you know at least they know that they're they're not they're not nagged by the doubt of whether they, they could have made a point or something like that but at least they can just block you and move on with their life i mean it's a, it's really a kindness to post a disturbing image and something <laughs> and I it know, also I, I highlights agree. it highlights the absurdity of what they're doing yeah, exactly themselves yeah 
Oh, I mean, that's that's the thing. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a movie called Suicide Kings. Uh, it came out in like the uh, mid to late 90s, maybe. Christopher Walken tour de force, just chewing the scenery. Dennis Leary is in it, also like fantastic. But there's there's a scene where, where Chris Walken, he's this mob boss, and he's he's just telling these these uh, these kids uh, or these like college kids, he's like, life doesn't make sense. <laughs> but he's he's right. Life doesn't make sense, and I think you have to bring that level of absurdity online if you're going to survive it mentally you have to be incredibly smart and disciplined or incredibly crazy and and ridiculous yeah i don't think there's there's a because it it, you know i I try my hand at sincerity and i try my hand at other things and yeah a little bit okay but you gotta go back to like just just being nuts you gotta got it want to get nuts let's get nuts (laughs) white hotels baby well yeah yeah like exactly it yeah, and I, I know, to embrace the absurdity. Yeah, some yeah. some normies I know who like get on Twitter or whatever, and like they'll just be like, you know, lambasted by all this shit. And I'll just be like, yo, there's a reason why like you got to have some ironic detachment because it's really the only way to not lose your fucking or at least compartmentalize whatever you got to do. But you cannot take that shit straight to the brain, straight to the soul. You can't because mm-hmm. yeah. there's a lot of psychos. And again, like people are behind Abby's. Like people forget this. Like you know, we're anonymous. Like a lot of us. Like people are not. You know, the whole, like, go on the YouTube comments and people are saying wild fucking shit they wouldn't say in person. Like, people are saying wild shit and they're they're presenting. Just people with anime avies and, like, people are presenting as somebody that they're not in real life. So you gotta, you gotta, if they're already detached, you gotta go in it with that mentality. Like, this is not real shit. These interactions are not real. And you have to have that. cartoon dog wearing lipstick, you know? Right, exactly. You gotta, you gotta have that detachment. And, and the woke thing plays into that because a lot of these people are pretending to be cleaner than they are. Everybody's got oh, dirt yeah. on themselves. Everybody's got dirt. It's just like the the priests who are out there, you know, preaching about how to live righteously and they seem super clean, but then you catch them fucking, you know, male prostitutes. So it's like they're the ones who are the loudest about being the cleanest because, like, it's it's all it's all made up. It's all fake. And you know that they're, they're overcompensating to cover up that shit. And that's yeah. why they need the if mutual I dirt. Had, if I had some, like, crazy fucking skeletons in my closet, then, like, one of the first things that might po- probably, you know, pop into my head while I'm posting is just, like, getting shit on other people. Absolutely. Right? It's a psychosis. It's a, it's a pathological thing. It's, you got dirt. Maybe you're guilty about it. You know it's wrong. And all you can do is dig up that dirt on other people and try to uh, persecute them for it to, to alleviate your own guilt. It's a very yeah. human thing. It's old as time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you have every I mean, incentive to do it. It's like, you know, you might be bad, but you can compare yourself to someone that's worse so you feel better. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, like the Springer right. thing, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like... Well, this is this goes left. back to Oprah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, the Springer thing, yeah. Oprah saying at the end that's of the day, age. you're still playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what I wish that guy had said to her? I wish he had given her a big shit-eating grin and said... You're right. <laughs> Damn right. <hell> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just own it. They're always going to think you're a bastard, anyways. <laughs> That's what Trump would have done in that conversation. Yeah, you got them right. I'm white. That's why the deplorables <laughs> thing worked so well, and why yes. people took a hold it's onto it so strong. Incredible gift. That yeah. Gave yeah, that's why the men, the menace approach of just like I always say that like never fucking apologize to these people. Never. Even if you're wrong, even if you're wrong, you better sit at home and reflect on that shit on your own. Do not fucking apologize to these fucking people publicly. Like it will don't, not be enough. Yeah, don't, exactly. Enough. You'll never you'll you'll be in quicksand because then you gotta go yeah. with the next goalpost and you'll you'll never get you'll never get anything from them. Yeah. So I I actually kind of was making like bisexual jokes at a person yesterday, but like they got upset. I I felt bad and I I did apologize. I said you know I'm fucking around, man. Like I, like. <laughs> 
And then he just said, fuck you. <laughs> In case you couldn't tell, yeah, I'm fucking around. I think bisexual people actually do exist. <laughs> well, we all know Menace, Menace is the vanguard of the left, and like we all go to, go to him for like, you know. <laughs> so for, like, He's getting the temperature of the pool. Right, yeah, exactly. He's laundering anti-LGBT sentiment into the left. Just right, like exactly. He's laundering the exactly. memes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, uh, to Spicy Boy's point, because I just wanted to touch on this before it was out of my head like i mean it's kind of like a basic a basic bitch kind of thing to say but like it 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 comes back to this behavior on twitter stuff does all just come back to the marshall McLuhan thing of like the medium is the message stuff right like there's there are qualities of the medium we are on twitter that that will dictate the message right uh just like how there are qualities of television right you, you can say you know how how does needing to break for two advertisement breaks uh every half hour block uh affect the story structure right and if that's the primary medium in a culture for a decade or a few decades then how is that gonna um yeah you know how is yeah. that going to affect uh story structure mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff and, and i think that i think that uh we we like then like jumped seamlessly into joe's point just about like yeah, just be just that kind of surrealist wacky, wacky <laughs> guy right and i think that and i think that like i would i would put that as just kind of refusing to um, play on the terms that the medium is dictating and and you know this isn't I mean at the end of the day we're still just talking about how we're talking to strangers on the internet but <laughs> but um, I do think that like the the war for your fucking soul against detached ironic you know eye rolling is like a real one and it's like been one that's been going for a long time and like probably even before like the modern era just like you know you don't want to become a jaded asshole Mm. i think that's kind of i think that's kind Mm. of a timeless struggle right and Mm. i think that like we have uh you know uh, just a turbo boost fucking cuban nos in your engine uh fast track to that right very true Um, I want to expand on just the first part. You know, I think my conception is it's not only Twitter. I think it's sort of the nature of relationships on the Internet. I feel like, you know, with everything being parasocial, I sort of see online use as an uphill battle at overcoming parasociality. And a lot of the negative forms it takes, you know, with dehumanization is a product of that, where the person you're engaging with, you engage with as an avatar, um, unless they're... uh, you engage with them as an avatar, but they're still bearing the weight of, you know, whatever engagement that is. And the only exception is the most extreme form where they're just full dehumanization. We're going to dox you. We're going to cancel you. Yeah. But, you know, like, and then the flip side, which is why I'm a fan of the absurdism and as well, you know, like I said, bliss posting is, you know, trying to make that parasocial relationship a more real relationship. And I see the best vehicle for that, you know, being sort of like no fucks given, we're just fucking around. Although, like you know, like Joe said, like I know there he's a good guy, or at least like you know, like I know this person, and you know, can am close to them in some sort of way where I can vouch for them. And really, like I think that sort of it, it's it's more than just Twitter. It's like the only purpose of being online is to either enjoy it and get to know other people, or you're just getting thrown into the maw of like all this other you know terrible bullshit and. Yeah, so I, I would just adapt it. I don't think it's Twitter specific. I think it's just the internet as a whole. But I think it holds up across all like you know sub communities and, and websites. 
Sure. Yeah. Sure. And I, th- I, I th- oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I just was going to say, yeah, I think some of this stuff is bleeding into real life as well in terms of uh, cancellations. I don't know if you guys know people who in real life are like cutting each other off. And- oh my God. Yeah. Family members and everything. Shit. Yeah. I mean, since post 2016, I've seen like being from Alabama and being like a young person, uh, most of my peers are like more, I guess, lib leaning somewhat than just because like they're young and that's just like what they've been more so indoctrinated into. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people who are also, like, alt-right-leaning, but I'd say that, like, the seeing, like, kind of the conflict between, like, young people that are um, more, like, left-leaning and then their parents who were just, like, your run-of-the-mill conservative that voted for Trump or, like, their uncles. Like, I've seen people on Facebook, like, disowning their uncle and their dad and their cousin because they, they voted for Trump in 2016. And it's like, dude, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? Like, 90% of the people you know voted for Trump in 2016. You live in Alabama. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. can you not use nuance in your thinking and look past the fact that, like, some people voted for him for more nuanced reasons just because they're a racist or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. it's absurd. And, and moreover, well, no, no, I mean, even even if they voted for him because they're a racist, it's still it's family, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it, 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 that you, you gotta you, you have to have bonds that that uh, deeper, deeper than that shit. That, yeah, exactly. You have to have something to your life. Otherwise, you're going to end up only associating with a small group of people online and, and completely alienated from everybody else. And that's that's no way to live, you know. Yep. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, you know how we talked about like art necessarily like, arguing, debating with people doesn't work, but you know, I, I live in Georgia, so I mean, it's a red state. But to me, you know, you can hang out. Hey, you're another Southern boy. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but you can associate and be friendly with people that might be a little too far right, a little racist. And, you know, just by not being that way and showing them that, like, like if you, let's just say, generic leftist person doesn't treat them like shit, that's kind of when you kind of, you know, pull people, you know, in a different direction. Absolutely. Just, like, exactly. Like, Absolutely. Deplorable thing was so fucking bad because it just said, "Fuck these people! They'll never expect us. They're always going to think we're white right. trash. Fuck Hillary! Fuck the Democrats!" Right? You know, condemnation yeah. uh, uh, cuts them off forever. And yeah, if you show a little bit of sympathy and give a little bit of handout, which the right did very well, the people will fucking love you because they just want some relief from like being, you know, berated all the time. And you know, this 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 whole this cancellation thing is 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 like what what Spicey's talking about the dehumanization thing. It's like. You know, the elite do this a lot of being like super pristine and clean and high etiquette and flawless. You know, there is no dirt. There's no skeletons. That's how they present themselves. And it's inherently inhuman because human nature is full of dirt and fucked up shit and bigoted shit and wrong. That's just human nature. And that's not a cynical thing. It's a humanist thing. It's like, yo, you just got to accept this is how we are. It's it's you know, it's it's not as simple as, oh, you know, we're all, you know, uh, irredeemable. It's not you can't. It's child. It's like a sixteen-year-old's mentality of, of morality or whatever. So it's like you, you you can't have that that framework. So if you think about it in terms of like you know a little bit more nuance and and less black and white about it, then you you can't cut these people off. You can't cut them out of your life, and you can't. I've done some of that stuff, and I've been around people that have done that stuff. And it's just you know it all it leads to is more alienation, which is what is good for neoliberalism and good for capital. Is everybody broken off, siloed off on their own? You know, it's exactly what they want. And, you know, really what I'm trying to get at with the Twitter stuff is like, I feel like this is left Twitter embodied, where it's just people are constantly doing this shit. And if they were to be doing it in real life, it'd be, you know, ridiculous. And it'd be the same exact thing. It's like, why are you cutting off these people for no reason? Mm-hmm. Being a dick for no reason. And, you know, I just, I just, 
you know, I spent a lot of time just sort of observing, observing the Twitter timeline and seeing this stuff play out. And I, I kind of wish more people would and just, you know, question, like if you are claiming to have some sort of left project and to be bringing that online, then you should be hyper aware of whenever you're, you know, falling prey to, you know, Twitter's mechanisms and, and participating in this kind of thing. Because we can all agree that, like, when you see it in real life and with friends doing it and family members doing it, it's like atrocious. But there's some degree of separation online that seems to make it uh, admissible. Yeah, well, I, I mean, think, yeah, that, that's uh, a psychologist call that salience, like a, the, the, the psychological salience, mm. like a. Um, like it's easier to press a button that drops a bomb than it is to pull a trigger that shoots a gun. And that's easier than it is to, to take a knife or to, you know, throttle someone by the neck. It's mm. you know, yeah. online. You're, you're, you're disconnected. There, there's right. no salience of that person in your face. I mean, whether it's someone right. that you know or not, you, you can't see their facial reactions. So, right. Right. Yeah. Whatever. I'll, I'll say the worst. You can't thing. see the right collapsing as you dock stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Right, right. Press the, press, press the button and the person in the room that you can't see will get an electric shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Milgram. Yeah. <laughs> and then mock them about having to go work at McDonald's afterwards. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know that, like, I know that, like, on the show, I've talked about some like more socially conservative ideas, and and you know the joke of you know me talking about the family or whatever. But one thing that has been big about how I've experienced the last year with politics has been, and this is me showing my hand a little bit, and in how it compromises me a bit. But I think that that's, I think that that's important. I mean, I don't think that that's that's totally irrelevant. Has just been like my family life has been disrupted a lot by politics mm. in a fucking very dramatic way. I mean, yeah, like COH kind of talked about this and I'm sure that plenty of people can agree. Just like just people just cutting each other off, just saying crazy mm-hmm. fucking shit mm-hmm. to each other. Um, mm-hmm. And just like the whole idea that like, you know, blood is thicker than water is just totally out of the fucking window. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that that's like the the social that's the kind of social breakdown that I think is like lasting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like meaningful, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Um like 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 on the on the on the bigger scale shit can heal pretty quick, right? But it reminds me of in Green Book uh Gaddafi talks about, you know, how like there like groups of people, you know, there's the nation, there's the tribe, and then there's the family. And like if the if the nation collapses, then the rise of the tribe is, is you know once again reemphasized. But like, uh, and then and then and then always the last layer is mm. the family, mm-hmm. right? And the family yep. for that reason. And this is actually an interesting insight into maybe how he would have described identity politics or the usefulness of it. You know, like that's also the visceral avenue through which you can reach people, right? The more interpersonal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the person next to you. <laughs> Honestly, this is just all to say uh, that, like, my relationship with my loved ones and everything uh, is, like, more important and sh- to me and should be more important to everybody, even though this is irrational, than fucking political issues. It just no. should be. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, yeah. and unless, like, unless your fucking brother is, like, Gary Ridgway or something or just some f- insane shit. Um, yeah. And even then, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. like, no, yeah, it's, it's you're we're just, we were supposed to like watch movies of like, oh, like the mother won't rat out her son for being a a shooter or something, and right, 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 talking about Kevin or something like right. that. And like, uh, like I'd I never rat out my kid. I don't give a fuck what they did. 
No, exactly. <laughs> and like, like yeah. that's speak. Like that's not just like like that's speaking to something that's important that needs to be acknowledged. Human. That needs, yeah, that needs to be like factored into how we talk about this shit. And like, and I do think that like on the left, the whole like '60s counterculture aesthetics that is like, you know, say fuck you to your dad and uh-huh. and like destroy yeah. these institutions is like right now. Like while that stuff isn't intellectually completely misguided, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like there, there there is a there is at least a kernel of truth to everything. Like oh, right absolutely. now, just being used as fucking Agent Orange. Oh my god, absolutely. And it's been reified through not only pop culture and everything, but systemically through like the medical care system as well, through therapy, like through mm-hmm. psychoanalysis. Like a lot of what it comes down to, especially for bougie people going to therapy, which are most of the time the only fucking people that can afford it, right. it's going to be familial issues, right? Uh, where they're just looking to escape like whatever trauma. Like, trauma or guilt or whatever the fuck they're feeling because like something's fucked up with their family that they're just not dealing with correctly or like they like are neglecting their family and they feel guilty about it so like oh like blah 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 and then their therapist is like well actually you don't have to care about them because like they said the r word to you <laughs> and you're like oh you're right yeah you you're right right you're supporting no, and, and that, that, I, this really makes me think about like something that i realized i was in the lead up to the primaries, I was really getting into it with my dad on the phone a fair amount of time. He and I have always had a good relationship and everything. But I was really getting into it with him and I was getting frustrated. And I could tell he was too. And I realized like we don't talk about anything but this because we're both into it. You know, we're both into, you know, following this stuff. I was like, we don't talk about anything else. Mm. And so like I, I just started bringing up other topics and and uh, just by talking about because we still would talk about the damn primaries and stuff. But, you know, just talking about anything else. Right brought the whole like it 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 brought the average you know it normalized things you know like in the audio sense not like you know in the the political normalized bisexuality kind of (laughs) right Uh, right yeah but i think that's that's the case when you're losing these family like relationships a lot of that is because there's just not enough there to begin with in terms of like actual connection like you might have love and affection but in terms of, of anything of substance that you ever talk about if the only thing you ever talk about with someone is something that you deeply disagree about. Yeah, it, that's going to that's gonna create a lot of tension. You have to find anything else that you can talk about that doesn't lead to that. Even if it's sports and you root for different teams, at least you can agree that you like the sport, you know? <laughs> like, right. you can agree that there are teams that you both hate or whatever, you know? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, my my girlfriend's, like, pretty apolitical, but my she doesn't follow this shit. She doesn't give a shit. But, like, my whole family does, and when we would get together, it was the same as you and your dad. It's, like, all we would talk about and I mean, she kind of pulled me aside one day and was like, I mean, do you ask them like about how their day was, what's going on in their life? Yep. And I was like, shit, I, I don't. And we, we just mm, talked yep. about like Bernie or Biden or Trump. And I was just like, this isn't a relationship. Like if I want to yep. talk about this stuff, I can read shit on Twitter or talk about it with like, you know, guys like y'all on Twitter, but like with my family, like that's not a bond. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of the same thing. We're just like start noticing like, or like somebody else, my cousin will just be like, yo, is this all you, you and your brother fucking talk about? Be like, damn, like what else? There's gotta be something else. You know what I mean? Like something. And it wasn't always like that. I mean, now it's hard. Like politics is in everybody's face because things are falling apart. So it's like, it's harder not to, but right. No, it's but it's so true. Difficult to. Yeah. But everybody had and so many uh, young people don't live with their family, like near their families anymore either. Cause like they've moved to the city or whatever the fucking aspirational PMC kind of job. So like they're already separated from them. So like the only thing they have to try to reach out on cause they're not living in the same and sharing the same experiences more is stuff like that. Like that's just already on the top of their mind. Just yeah. Political shit. Yeah. And when you, when you grew up together or whatever, like it wasn't founded on that, like whatever memories you guys have of being close or whatever, if you were, 
was not on that shit. It was on something that's something that's tangible. This person that raised you is no longer raising you, and you need to figure out what your relationship is with them on some levels. Right, now. right. And and this and this is like like before all of the crazy shit happened. I had this issue with my dad, and this is when I was like just a normie lib. Um, and uh, and I guess like just you know to maybe put a little positive note on it, like me and my dad just don't fucking talk about politics and when we do we just tap out and we just we just get together and we fucking go fly fishing and that's the mm, thing we do and that's, the, and that's the thing we talk about mm-hmm. and we and, and 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 it's not a matter of work anymore and it hasn't been for a few years now like this just isn't a problem anymore and so like i do think that people can come back from it you know it, it is doable mm-hmm. right um, yeah 100 percent yeah and you know 100 percent uh yeah go ahead yeah no i, I just think about you know uh, like this is a thing that I, I had trouble reconciling like I, I came from jersey to new york and like i'd be in the city and i'd be like oh thank god i'm like not around fucking ignorant motherfuckers who are like i was a rad lip so i was like oh nice i'll be around woke people and the thing i noticed consistently was all those problematic people that i was around were way more loyal way more yes. just nicer genuine Absolutely. people and the people here are fucking like snakes. They're fucking snakes here, and but they're more woke. And I had the hardest time reconciling that shit. You know, yeah, it's, it's literally like the wanting to hang out with the cool kids, and but the cool kids are pieces of shit. And right, exactly. Old and then you're like, oh fuck, I should have hung out. I should have stuck with them. Like I was better off with them. Like exactly. Exactly. And yeah. I, go ahead, man. Like, wokeness is like so. It's so similar to like I grew up like super like fundamentalist Southern Christian. It's the same thing. It's like these are the rules you have to follow or you're ostracized. Like Yep. Yep. And there's no yeah. redemption. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah, there's no priest to go to confess to like get you like here. Get absolved. Like Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not even I'm not even saying necessarily that like uh the right wing uh thing is better or whatever. I I, I don't I, I think it's not about that. I, I think that, you know, they were just people who were less yeah. elite and they had more use for and this is what I've been saying about right-wing social beliefs is that they had more it's got more utility you need more tighter bonding you need more tethering because you need that to for survival and that's that shit lasts longer until you're elite and then you don't need it anymore and then it, it dissolves away you don't need to be loyal because what's the point you, you got money you, you go on your own so like that there, there's there's just that where i just noticed like they were yeah i'm not gonna say they're better people or whatever but like yeah they they kind of were and like you know sometimes they'd say racist shit or slurs or whatever i'd be like taken aback by it but they ended up being more solid people where they would be have my back more often than these other people. And when you think about it like that, it's like if you cancel based on these lines of like idealist utopian, like, all right, this is the proper way to behave. That's like pretty aliens, not even human anymore. And you have this pristine standard and nobody can meet it. But at least these people are honest about not meeting it and they're humble, you know, versus, you know, then you get in this weird thing where like, what you know, you, you just get removed from everybody because nobody's really meeting it. And the people who are meeting it aren't even real people. So who are you talking to? Yeah. Well, yeah it's, it, like, it's, like being, it's like not meant to be lived in. You know, it's like a stage yeah. house that's not meant to be lived in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. there's there's that transition too. like you were saying, you know, if, if you're conservative and, and until you acquire enough money and then you don't need it anymore. And I think that is the point where, like, you see these very wealthy people. They, they do make the adjustments, generally speaking, to their speech and their style of, of interaction and stuff that they'll, uh, that, you know, that they'll, they'll use the right pronouns unless they're making a point out of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's because now they're in the elite echelons. They want to get invited to the right parties. Right. Yeah. So, so they have to make sure they can follow the etiquette at, the, at those parties. It doesn't really matter what they actually support with their money or their behavior or whatever. It's just like, no, can, can you maintain the etiquette of this thing? Right, exactly. This has always been the case, you know, like just, yeah. Yeah. 
I, 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 I shared this. Uh, yeah, what is this Ellen thing? What is this? Yeah, well, okay, so this is something that we had actually talked about previously. I think when, when Spicy was actually first on, as a matter of fact. Uh, but um, <laughs> Fat Shame, I couldn't see the whole thing. Fat Shame the boy in 1970. Yeah, yeah, the folks here at home uh, from Hot New Hip Hop. Uh, <laughs> I know, I love it. You just got to include that. Oh, uh, hell yeah. It's the kid she bullied when she was 11. Okay, yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. no I'm exactly. tapped in. I'm- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres reportedly fat shamed a young boy in the 1970s. Okay. So we have a story about Ellen. That's the only thing I agree with that she's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, this is Ellen. Um, okay. Uh, fuck. Sorry, lost my train of thought. Yeah, we we had talked about in a previous discussion just how like therapy a lot of the time can be used to kind of create these negative narratives for like thinking about framing your past. Right, right, right. Um, and and we, we you guys had even mentioned it tonight uh, of just like oh your dad said retard one time. So actually in retrospect, like he's horrible. He needs to be cut out of your life. Like it, like I just I that was the first thing I saw when I saw this headline like two hours ago. And I just thought it was it was so perfect. Is like is time like fifty years out. ago in the seventies. Yeah. That's is it? I mean, this forty right, years ago. This is this right here is is just is just like uh, like the medium that we spend all our time on, like forming our just like gates of of uh, uh, doors of perception, right? Like there is no time on the internet. It's right. flattened out. Right. And so what do we have? We have a story where Ellen is getting canceled for being a fucking child and calling another kid. Fat. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I haven't read this piece of shit article, and I don't intend to ever read this piece. Of shit <laughs> but um, I mean, 1970s. How fucking old must she have been? Right? No, this like, is this is this is this is beyond parody shit. This is like what we would we would try to come up with a bit of how hilarious and like you know ridiculous the cancel culture can be. This is what you would come up with, and it, it would be too ham hammy. You know, we you, right, you wouldn't yeah, be able to say this. Shit. Yeah, it'd be too on the nose. Yeah, when she was yeah, 11, so 11 years old, like, yo, like, oh, my God. Wait, wait really? is it confirmed 11? I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at the headlines like, yeah, oh. she was 11. I'm pretty positive. Yeah. Time. OK. From so what I'm I seeing. No, she wasn't. It's just, she wasn't that young, was she? And it's, uh, I mean, well, it's, I mean, dude. Oh, no, he was, he was 11. Ago. Oh, he was 11. Who said she was in her 20s? Oh, oh, oh. She's old. Yeah, said she was in her early 20s. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh. Sure. Okay. So a 20 year old making fun of an 11 year old kid. Sure. Yeah. Sounds it's bad. It's messed up to do, but like, I don't think it reflects on who she is now. Yeah. I mean, like, no, she's still well, I mean, sick, also, though, for other sacrifice is a big thing. But like this like, story also, is a psyop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whenever we get deeper and deeper in, in, in the hole with these discussions is just like I always just want to take the time to just also include that, like just a reminder that we don't ever hear that, like being a dick to people is not like the most important or terrible thing in the world and like in the grand scheme like absolutely not just doesn't fucking matter absolutely not the amount of time we dedicate to just like just being a bully Mm-hmm. Uh, as yep. this, like, what the? F- what are you talking about? What are you talking? Yeah. Like, people, people are starving. Like, people die every. For real, day. this is what we talked yeah. about with that woman who had the, the 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 during the Bernie days when we were talking about that woman who was like, yo, I get death threats and rape threats. So I was just like, yo, uh, no offense, but I, it doesn't fucking matter compared to like what the fuck is going on in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't fucking matter. It's your problem. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. It's like it's like Ellen called Ellen called a kid fat, and then there was 
uh, the Olympics hostage crisis. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, on page five, yeah, page five, yeah, you check for that for that story. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so fucking stupid, man. And yeah, I don't know. Just just the just the the retrospect uh, aspects of this is just so. Oh yeah, and, and taking taking the, the standards of the present and applying them to the past. Like I used to work with a guy who studied like history and philosophy of science. And uh, and one of his his best like kind of stories that he told me was, and I won't go on the whole thing obviously, but it was about like the guy that invented the, the frontal lobotomy uh, and the technique of, of doing that, and that he won like a I don't know if it was a Nobel Prize for medicine or something. You, you, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure it was a Nobel Prize, and uh, and of course we know that the, the lobotomy was later used as like this in this really uh, harsh, punitive, and, and horrible, abusive measure, and yada yada yada. But at the time, it was groundbreaking medicine. Now people want to go back and retroactively. There was a movement for a period of time to go back and retroactively unaward the Nobel Prize to the guy that invented the lobotomy, and uh, and it, it was like, but this is insane because at the time it wasn't like we're taking the modern ethical practice of medicine and, and taking those standards and applying them to you know a hundred years ago or whatever it was, uh, mm-hmm. but, but that's you know these people are sick. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, I mean, I think, I think, like, I think, like, old medicine is just like the perfect example, right? Because there's just shit like right. that, like, yeah, like, like, uh, like explaining like, say about chemo in to a baby, years. right? And what are they going to say about chemotherapy in fifty years? Mm-hmm. You know, like our mm-hmm. modern, our, our current state of the art chemotherapy in fifty or a hundred years will be barbaric. Like, yeah. Inject poison to people, right? Barbaric the cancer and and hope that they killed the cancer before they killed the person, and, and it, it'll look just like the frontal lobotomy does to us now, right? Well, they'll say it was uh, medical white supremacy to make everyone look like a skinhead. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. (laughs) No, but it's the same way with like spurs and stuff like that. When they dig up, like so and so said something in 2005, and it's like, yeah, it's fucking everything off like that in 2005. (laughs) Yeah, don't they do that with Tarantino movies? They're like, yo, Tarantino's got these people saying the N word in the the 1800s. Be like, yo. People said the N word in the 1800s. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> this, is my, this is why I will never stop loving the, the fact that just like the biggest song that the Black Eyed Peas ever did was called Let's Get Retarded. <laughs> that was fucking huge. You guys remember that? And they tried to. They the clean version was, yeah, let's get it started. But yeah, dude, fucking, they memory hold the shit out of that, man. But like, yeah, no, but we, the true heads remember, true heads recall, yeah. True heads, absolutely. <laughs> the real ones will always remember. I will never stop getting retarded because of. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and what, what was the guy? Will I am? That's the guy from. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, and he he never stopped getting retarded. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like you, you show these fucking historical pieces, and like people are saying things like WOC. Or, or, you know, be by POC in like the 1800s. Like, how much, right. what do they have to do to like whitewash and revise everything? Like, that they, how, how far in denial are you going to be of what reality is? Like, you know, I wouldn't so be shocked. By, you have to go one back from whatever's politically correct now. And you have to use that term mm. because it's going it, to, it, you might use it now and, and people might kind of cringe at you. But then in the next generation of this, your use of that term will be quaint. So, like, if you say retarded now, if you just keep referring to the, the people with intellectual disabilities as retarded, right? It'll, in, in another generation, that's going to sound like when people say, "Oh, idiot, uh, idiot was like, like that, idiot." Yeah, idiot was a medical term. Moron. Yeah, those were clinical terms. Right, right. Exactly. So the key is to go one back from where we are now and just keep using it, because then, in, in like in another thirty years, you're just going to look quaint. So you're saying we should keep calling people retarded, and that's how we get ahead of the we curve. Okay, this is how we win. Yeah. Okay, this is how we win <laughs> by not playing the game. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, this is great. Yo, thanks, Menace. Thanks, thanks, Joe. Appreciate you guys yeah, coming on. Yeah. All right, catch you guys next week. All right. You're yeah. Peace out. See you guys. Yeah. Later.